In this bulletin, the federal government challenges the opposition's stance on the revised Stage 3 tax cuts. A prominent Jewish organization stands by claims about anti-Semitic phrases at pro-Palestinian rally in Sydney. And in sport, Graham Arnold unveils the Socceroos' plan against South Korea. With the latest from the SBS newsroom, I'm Sam Dover. Treasurer Jim Chalmers is criticising the opposition for not giving unconditional support to the government's revised Stage 3 tax cuts. Opposition leader Peter Dutton won't commit to a full position on the tax cuts until Parliament resumes next week. But he's told the Nine Network he won't take money away from people who are set to benefit from the government's plan. Dr Chalmers claims Mr Dutton is engaging in delaying tactics while looking for a reason to oppose tax cuts for ordinary Australians. Uh, they know what these tax cuts are all about. We've made the detail very clear. Uh, we've been explaining why we've come to a different and better position. Uh, we've been upfront about what it means for workers uh, and they should stop stuffing around and stumbling around looking for excuses to oppose us. And a major organisation representing the Australian Jewish community says it stands by claims an anti-Semitic phrase was used at a pro-Palestinian rally on the steps of the Sydney Opera House. New South Wales police say an independent expert had concluded with overwhelming certainty that footage of protesters allegedly chanting gas the Jews was wrongly captioned, but accepted there was evidence other offensive and anti-Semitic phrases were used. Footage of the rally on October 9th sparked global outrage and changes to domestic hate crime laws. Edited footage of the rally on October the 9th sparked global outrage and changes to domestic hate crime laws. The captioned footage of protesters chanting was later shared by the Australian Jewish Association, but New South Wales Police's expert analysed audio and video files and identified the phrase used as, Where's the Jews? Alex Rivchin, the co-chief executive of the Executive Council of Australian Jewry, says he stands by the claims. The announcement by the police this morning changes little. We've all seen the video footage, we've heard the audio, and in addition to it, there are multiple statements, sworn statements given by eyewitnesses attesting to what was said on that day. Meanwhile, the industrial dispute between the Maritime Union and Australia's second-largest port operator, DP World, is over. The two parties have come to an in-principle agreement after three days of negotiations at the Fair Work Commission. The pay dispute had been raging for months, with DP World threatening to dock the wages of workers involved in industrial action. DP World also asked the federal government to intervene at one stage, claiming the dispute was costing $4 million a day. Dubai-based DP World accounts for about 40% of the cargo that comes through Australia's ports. The Maritime Union says the new agreement with DP World is four years long and will provide fair pay, better job security and safety measures, and a better work-life balance for workers. And Tasmanian Premier Jeremy Rockliffe has issued two party defectors with an ultimatum that could move the state one step closer to an early election. Mr Rockliffe says he won't have his government held to ransom by Lara Alexander and John Tucker. 
They both left the Liberal Party last year to sit as independents in the state parliament. They did so over concerns about taxpayer funding for the stadium that will house Tasmania's future team in the AFL. They previously agreed to provide their votes to the government over confidence and supply matters. But now Mr Tucker is threatening a no-confidence motion when Parliament resumes in March unless animal welfare oversight in abattoirs is improved. Mr Rockliffe is now demanding the two MPs support his government on all issues except in extreme circumstances. And in sport, Socceroos coach Graham Arnold says his side will use physical pressure to nullify South Korea's playmakers in tonight's Asian Cup quarterfinal in Qatar. Arnold says the way to stop South Korea taking advantage of their speed by passing the ball beyond the Australian defence is to limit the amount of space those passing the ball have in the first place. Uh, that's our intent is uh, to be in their faces for 90 minutes and put pressure on them and and uh, obviously one of their strengths is their technique and to take away their, their technical side of things. The way of doing that is, is, is pressuring. Striker Mitch Duke says he will be able to start and play the whole game if needed after being limited by injury for much of the tournament so far. The winner of this quarterfinal will play the winner of tonight's other quarterfinal between Tajikistan and Jordan in the semi-finals in the early hours of Wednesday morning. I'm Sam Dover, and that is the latest from the SBS Newsroom.